Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Inspire and Intel, where we give you just a dose of inspiration and sprinkle in a little bit of intellect, something that'll get you empowered and inspired and um, on your way and thriving, whether that's in your personal life, your professional life, with your family, with your business. Um, I'm so happy to be back. I am your host, Leah Frazier. I'm the CEO of Think3 Media. We are a creative marketing and communications agency based out of Dallas, Texas. And Inspire and Intel is my baby. This is where I get to sit down with all of my amazing friends and sometimes bring on guests, um, specifically in the business realm, to help you guys kind of hone in on strategies or things that can really elevate your businesses and take it take them to the next level. Over this past series, for the past couple of months, we've really been highlighting things that small business owners, entrepreneurs, and startups can do during the pandemic, during COVID-19, to help their businesses while we're kind of in this waiting period of not really knowing what's going on. So I decided to reach out to Charlene McCraney. She is the designated SEO queen um, to have her on the show to talk all things SEO. And if you don't know what that means, that's search engine optimization. And, and I remember over a decade ago when I was first starting my first business as a personal shopper and um, just being this nobody out in Houston and (laughs) trying to start a business and trying to find my customer and and trying to figure out, well, when people search for these keywords, I want my business to come up like because I want to shop with as many women as possible. And I remember taking a class and it was long and it was arduous and it was such a lengthy process, but it was so worth it because at the end of the day, when someone needed to find something related to Houston fashion, and I ended up adding the keyword um, blogger at the end as well, they found me. Like I came up on the first page of Google. So um, I have Charlene with us and she's going to talk about that more because there was all these articles years ago that was like, SEO is dead. SEO doesn't matter. Um, And Charlene is coming full force to tell you that that is absolutely not true. You definitely need to make this a point of focus for your business, your startup, whatever you have going on. And she's going to give you some tips and tricks on things that you can do. And then at the end, offer you a little free gift if you want to learn a little bit more um, through her program. So stay tuned. Thank you guys so much for rocking with me and sharing this out and tuning in. I have so many amazing um, more episodes coming. So if you like it, share it, subscribe, leave us a review and also reach out to me, Leah at think3media.com and let me know exactly what you want to learn or who you want to hear from and we'll make it happen. But without further ado, we'll hear a word from our sponsor and then Charlene and I are going to get straight to it. All right. Welcome, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome on a Monday. And I always get excited when I actually remember what day it is <laughs> because yes. we all start to run together. Um, but I'm so excited that we get to continue our small business series for Think3 Media. Um, most of you know me, but if you don't, my name is Leah Frazier. I'm the CEO of Think3 Media. We are a creative marketing and communications agency right here in Dallas, Texas. And Throughout this whole quarantining process, 
Um, I decided to give back to our small business community by bringing on some of my favorite experts to just keep everybody inspired, to keep moving, to keep giving you information, to link you up with other people who are better at things than we are <laughs> so that you can get what you need in order to keep moving. And the amount of messages and DMs and texts, and I got a phone call today from somebody that just was just so grateful for these series and our speakers and that kept her. Um, I'm gonna put you guys on mute as you come in. Um, so this is, we're doing this for all the right reasons. I'm so excited about today because I have uh, an expert in SEO, which everybody needs to know how to do this. Like, <laughs> I remember when I started my business over a decade ago and I went to a free seminar with the Small Business Administration and had to learn SEO and I hated it. <laughs> but, Don't tell me that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Facts are facts, Charlene. Facts are facts. But, but the amount of time that it smushed from getting my personal shopping business at the time to up the Google search engines for somebody who was a nobody in the Houston fashion industry, a nobody, to when somebody searched for Houston personal shopper and my site came up, I was on TV within months. And then my site was just, and, and it was ridiculous. And people were like, how are you doing this? I'm like, well, I'm doing this SEO class and all this stuff on the back end of my website and I'm not techie and I hate it, but I got to do it. So I want you to introduce yourself. Tell people your story because we met totally like different space. Yeah, definitely. Well, well, first, Leah, thank you so much for having me on. It's so crazy to see how things come full circle. But for those of you who do not know who I am, hello, I am Charlene McCraney. I am a blogging coach and SEO strategist, and I teach bloggers and small business owners how to drive more traffic to their website so they can rely less on social media and likes and follows and really make an impact on a platform that they personally own, i.e. their own website or their, or their own blog because that is where the magic should happen. So um, a little bit backstory about me. I started out as a natural hair blogger and I actually still do run that website called texturetalk.com. That's how we were introduced in the natural hair space with different events and things like that. Um, and I've always made SEO a number one priority for my website from day one. Similar to you, I heard about all the great things about SEO and how you needed to have it on your website. And I was like, okay, well, you know, let me give this a try. Let me play around with it. And it really wasn't until I started getting people saying like, hey, I Googled, you know, such and such product and your website showed up or I Googled like how to repurpose an old twist out <laughs> or I Googled this and I Googled that and your website came up and I was like, oh, okay, well, th there's something to this SEO thing. Um, but in the beginning, you know, um, just being in the natural hair space and industry, I was just so focused on Instagram and making sure I had followers and likes and comments and, you know, I just wanted to be insta -fan. Famous. And it really wasn't until I took a step back and really looked at my Google Analytics and my website and I saw that I was reaching three, four times the amount of people that I would ever reach on Instagram. 
Um, and, and at the time, I had a pretty nice following. I had probably like around 15,000 followers, but you know, with the different algorithms, my reach was only like 1% of that. But when I went and I looked at my Google Analytics, I'm like, girl, you're getting 30 to 40,000 page views a month <laughs> on your blog. So why are you so stressed out over a platform that you don't own? They can change at any time. Um, those, those clients on your Instagram are not paying clients because you're not even selling anything at the moment on your on your Instagram. So I really shifted my focus to say, okay, let me focus less on Instagram and put more resources and time and investments into my website. And it wasn't until I really started to double down on SEO, I started to see more impacts from that. And I was able to start, you know, creating passive income from my website and really understanding the true impact that SEO has. So now I'm on a mission to teach other people exactly how to do the same because so many people think SEO is scary. They're like, it's scary, it's difficult. It's only something, you know, a company with a big technology department can do. It costs all this money, you know, and it's really not. It's, it's actually pretty cool and really fun. I can talk about it all day, which is why I'm here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just love teaching others the, the power of SEO. And I love that you said that because, um, you know, if you go on a lot of the, like, marketing sites and marketing blogs for a point in time, I want to say it was like a year or so ago, they are like, SEO is dead, you oh. know, don't worry about SEO. And then there was also a point in time too, where there were a lot of bloggers that said, I'm ditching my blog, I'm ditching the website, and I'm only going to focus on being like the Instagram being my blog. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like you have to, you still have to own something just like you said, and you still have to push content out there. Um, so what what I mean, you are already telling us how important SEO is. Tell us a little bit. How did you did you teach yourself how to do it? Did you teach yeah. Yeah, um, I, I taught myself a lot of things, but I also continue to pour into myself and continue to get continual education, whether it's myself taking online courses, reading books and things like that. But, but going back to what you said, as far as people saying like, you know, does SEO still matter? Like, of course it matters. It's, it's always matter. Um, and especially for people who are saying, well, you know, I'm going to ditch my blog and, you know, just focus on social media. And I always like to say, you need your own little piece of internet real estate um, and that's what your website does for you especially um, and you just need a place to make your own impact because you don't own those platforms but for small businesses definitely SEO matters it never stopped um, mattering you know um, it, SEO at the core and, and just giving a little backstory, you know, for people who are on this and they're like, what the heck is SEO? SEO stands for search engine optimization. If you're on here, maybe you know that, maybe you don't. And it's really the beauty, it's the beautiful art and it's the process by which you improve your website through um, content, through website design, through user experience to allow search engines to be able to refer your website to other people when they do a Google search result, you know, just at the most simple form. So, um, your small business needs to be optimized for SEO because people are going to Google to type in the answers to solve their everyday problems and your business is established to solve a problem, to serve a need or whatever. People aren't necessarily going to Instagram typing in local coffee shop near me or PR agencies in Dallas. You know, that's what they're using Google for. So SEO positions your business to continue to be seen and found, especially right now when more people are switching to online resources. And it also allows you to get that consistent traffic 
to your website month after month, unlike something like a Facebook ad. Once you run a Facebook ad, you're, you're probably going to get a lot of traffic to your website. You're going to see spikes. But as soon as those dollars stop flowing into Facebook, that traffic is going to drop off and you're not going to be getting that traffic anymore. So SEO is a long-term strategy for you to be able to continuously be found and to see and to drive those customers to your website so then you can work your magic and you can convert them either to playing clients um, so they can buy your products or your services or anything like that. So SEO definitely matters. Don't ever let someone tell you that it doesn't. It really needs to be a part of your digital marketing strategy and your content marketing strategy. I love that you said that because when I first took SEO, the, the guy that taught the class, I think he sold like light fixtures or something like that. Mm -hmm. And when you went to his website, it was, it was not a good site. <laughs> it was <laughs> crappy. But any way that you typed about a light fixture, he came up number one every single time. Oh, that's great. So I love how you hit on the fact that you don't have to hire some big company. You don't have to have this all decked out website to get amazing results if you would just dedicate time towards SEO as a part of your, as a part of your business strategy. And I think mm -hmm. that's, a, that's kind of a rumor that is out there. Is that yeah. oh, cost you so much money to do? <laughs> <laughs> it's really not. And I mean, at the core, you need to ask yourself when people go to a, when they do a search result and they're looking for a service that I sell or anything that's going on with my business, what are they going to be typing into Google? What are people searching for? It's really understanding the user experience and the user end game and the user intent. Once you capture that and you really understand that, that's how you know how your website needs to be optimized from your pages to your content and all of the things like that. I'm typing into the notes as you're giving them. Okay. <laughs> you're going to have the replay, Leah. <laughs> I know, right? So as we kind of go, let's talk about timing. Um, because at one point in time, I think um, one, another one of the rumors for SEO was that you just have to just keep dumping all of this, this content, 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 content. And for small business owners and entrepreneurs, one of the things that they don't have a lot of time, a lot of, lot of time of is time, right? Yeah. <laughs> Content. They're the website designer. They're the graphics person. I've been there. Mm -hmm. So, how much time are we looking at as far as dedicating to optimizing the sites? Yeah. So, there's two parts really when we're talking about time and SEO. The first thing that you really have to understand is that SEO is a long-term strategy. So, and that's that's really um, why I encourage people to start on it as soon as possible. Especially right now, um, if you are a business owner and you're trying to make sales tomorrow, you're already too late in terms of SEO. Um, so the things that you do today are going to continue to pay off for you um, six months down the line, eight months down the line. And it can really take between, depending on your site size and your domain authority, four to six months before you really start to see good traction and sometimes six months plus before you really start to see those results pay off. So I always use an example. Um, you know, I wrote this really in-depth piece of content back in November and it wasn't like until January I started to like see some uptick in it and it's not really until now, like April, May, where, that, where it's like really, really taking off because it takes time. Um, but on the back end side, as, as far as what you can do as a small business owner, if you don't have enough time, it's not about quantity. It's about quality. So as you are creating the content on your website, 
based on the things that your audience needs, what they're going to be Googling online, you want to make sure that you have great in-depth, long-form content that when that person lands on your page, it's going to give them everything that they need and it's going to be optimized for your particular keyword. I know I'm kind of like jumping ahead a little bit, but um, you want to make sure that that content is great because at the end of the day, Google's primary purpose is to give their customers, the people who are using search results, is to give them the best experience. They want to land on a website that has great in-depth content, it's long form, um, it's going to provide value, the website has a great user experience. They want all those type of things to be happening. So if you were just, you know, saying, oh, I'm just going to post to post, that's not really helping you. And then in addition to that, you want to make sure that you're writing smart content based on keyword research, which means understanding the type of things, again, that your audience is searching for online and really creating content around that. And then we can, um, we can talk about in a second, like how, you know, to structure your website and what Google looks for and things like that. But the time part that I want people to understand is that you don't have to post four blog posts a month or, um, I mean, four blog posts a week or just, you know, kind of like burn yourself into the ground. The core things that you need to focus on is the quality of the content and making sure like those key areas of your website are really optimized. So, um, thinking about like, is your website mobile friendly? Does it have great page speed? When you just go into Google and you Google your business, you know, just yourself, what shows up, you know, do your own site audit. If someone is searching for a bakery shop, if someone is searching for a local photographer, if they're searching for PR agencies, are those keywords that you want to be found for on your homepage? Are they on your about page? Are they anywhere on your website that's gonna send a signal to Google to say, that is what this business is about. Yeah, I like that you um, said that. And I, I think from time to time, we don't do those site audits. And I think sometimes as entrepreneurs or small businesses, we set the site up and then we walk away. And one of the main problems, um, I know that happens a lot with SEO, is like Google doing its, its scrub or whatever. And it's like, I think this is a dead site because it hasn't <laughs> been updated in however many months or years. So we're going to move this to the bottom and move this mm -hmm. one that keeps having this fresh content kind of up the ladder. So yeah. how often should we be updating our sites with this content? And is your suggestion for small businesses to have blogs? Like, so, so I, you know, I always suggest if you have the capacity and it fits within your business realm, um, using blogging as part of your content strategy is a great way to really improve SEO. And I'm going to tell you why, and I'm going to tell you a, a couple of different types of way to do that. Um, SEO favors written content. That's just how the algorithm works, how the tools work, because as Google, um, as they index different pages and they're scanning websites and things like that, they're looking for those keywords because the words, the actual words that are on the internet, that is what people are searching for and that's what Google is using for SEO. So even if you write something that's just like a great piece of content and it's a well in-depth article, like one blog post per month, that is better 
than posting five or 10 blog posts that are subpar quality. And when I'm talking about in-depth long form, I'm talking about over a thousand words, I'm talking about you're breaking stuff oh, down. Oh, Lord, you said over and, a thousand, y'all. Yes, and I'm gonna tell you why, and that's why I'm like, you're only gonna do one per month if you really need to, because Google also favors long form content. One of the things that I do, if you Google something and you go on the first page of Google and you click on those pages, you're gonna see a trend. All of the pages and things that are showing up on the first page of Google are more than likely long form. The click through rate and the rate at which pages and posts are ranked number one on the first page of Google, because that's the goal. We all want to be on the first page of Google. How many people are going to page two? How many people are going to page three? Not a lot. Think about the last time you did a Google search. No one's going past page three, like no one. So <laughs> the goal is to be on the first page of Google. So what you want to do, you want to say, okay, I'm gonna, this is the process that I use. I'm gonna write about, you know, XYZ, local barbershop, whatever I'm gonna write about. I'm gonna go ahead, I'm gonna Google that word because I wanna see what's showing up on the first page of Google because now that's my competition. I wanna beat whatever is on that first page. And most of the time you're gonna find very um, long form content. Someone said even for technology companies, um, I didn't see the first part of that question, but I'll come back. You want to make sure that you are creating that long form content. It gives you more opportunities to use your keywords throughout. So let's just, let's say, okay, I'm not a blogger. You know, I don't want to blog. Do you have a case study for your business that you can publish? That is written content. That is something that a small business can use. Um, do you have a podcast that you want to transcribe? And you can use it as written content as well, but then you're also using particular keywords from that podcast that you're gonna transcribe. The thing about it, and when I say transcribe for podcasts especially, you don't want to go in and just literally verbatim, word for word, transcribe that blog post. You want to either outsource or spend some time yourself to create that blog post into some type of article format because you know what else Google is looking for? They're looking to see if like this is the real person that's writing this. They're looking to see if this is a great user experience. So when someone lands on that, whether it's a case study, a transcribed blog post or anything, you're still providing value. So just think about different creative ways that you can add more written content to your website so you can improve your SEO and start to rank for more keywords for your business. Even if it's something, let's say you are a technology company or you're a plumbing company, think about the most frequently asked questions that people are asking you. How do I convert an MP3 file to whatever? How do I, you know, unclog a toilet by myself if I'm a plumber? That's written content. Those are frequently asked questions that your business are asking you. Maybe, you know, you have some things in your, in your manual or something that you're trying to help people just understand because people, those are the things people are, are Googling for, especially if they're asking you over and over again. So there are a lot of ways to incorporate written content into your website if you are nervous about like starting this blog and, and you know being this blogger maybe it's just like a resources page where you have written content that way so you're ranking for those relevant keywords for your business so i really i really hope that that made sense and i wanted to see if there were some more questions in the chat i like that you said that just for the simple fact that like will i'm always i always take long form content and make it into i chop it up into different pieces so even with something like this, I would record it and like you said, send it off, get it transcribed. I can do it on Fiverr for like $5, y'all, $10. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Be back a Word document with everything uh, Charlene and I are talking about. 
and then boom, throw it up on the website. And it's for sure going to hit that thousand word mark. But like she said, maybe going through it and saying, okay, what's the subject matter of what we're talking about and what would somebody be searching for? And then kind of play, not necessarily with the direct quotes, but play with the post itself to make sure that it's repetitive throughout. So there's ways to do this without thinking that this is going to be super, super difficult. We want you to work smarter and definitely not harder. So if she's saying you don't have to, if somebody's telling you to do 20 posts a month or four posts a week, no, you only have to do one really great long form post. Like this is making me beyond happy right now. <laughs> Yeah. Because it, it used to be where everybody felt the pressure of I've got to post, 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 post in, in order to turn over new content on my site. No, qu quantity will never uh, rank quality. It, it's just because this is the thing. You can write all these blog posts and if you don't understand keyword research or have someone to really help you understand what competitive keywords are going to help you rank, you're going to be writing stuff that no one is actually searching for online. So like who has time for that? Who has, especially as a business owner, if you, okay, big, well, another big thing I always like to tell my clients, and I'm going to answer the question about um, that someone just answered, that someone just asked. There's a difference between blogging as a hobbyist and blogging as a business. So if you're blogging as a hobbyist, of course you can write about my favorite lipstick on Wednesday, or, you know, I just made this amazing kale vegan salad because I had that for lunch. But if you're blogging as a business, your main objective is to drive more traffic to your website, to convert people to clients, customers, and to make sales. So that means if you're blogging as a business and creating content as a business, you need to be focused on creating content that people is actually searching for online related to your industry and to your niche. So she said um over a thousand words in a blog post can you expand on long form content so long form um is just about like the length of it so um there's a popular tool for wordpress called yoast yoast seo plugin that i use i love it and um they often say you know if you write 300 words it gives you like a nice little green check mark and you're good to go but 300 words is really not as competitive as you think what you really want to do is whenever you start to write about a topic you want to go to google and see okay like i said what's ranking on the first page of google and really look to see what is a trend for how many words that article or that post is. Um, long form can be anything like over a thousand, but if everything on the page is like showing up 700 words, you know, I wanna beat it, maybe I wanna be 900. If things are showing up as like 1500 words, then you kinda know like what the barometer of what it is. Um, I don't know how many people are competitive, but I'm like competitive. So my goal is to beat, you know, the thing that's on the first page of Google. But even if it's not long form, let's say you can't get it to a thousand words, make sure that you're really answering all the key questions that someone may ask about that post because even if you don't get it to a thousand words you could be ranking for um different keywords just within one post um just because you know you're writing one blog post about one topic doesn't mean that google is not going to be able to scan that page and pick up on other keywords that that page has content about i have a question um yeah. years ago um when video started becoming huge, and I know like with Facebook, oh my God, Facebook is gonna be all video in five years and it freaked everybody out. <laughs> like, and, and I've, I've said it too, where I've, you know, I've consulted with clients, like you're not doing enough video, 
but them not understanding that I'm not saying get rid of the blog and do all video. <laughs> there has to be, you know, a marriage between the two, but if people are substituting for more photography and more video, can Google read that? Or do you have to put something on the back end of those videos or the photography in order to still rank? Or does it, or is it just all words? So it's mainly words, but there's a whole area of just YouTube video as well. So, I mean, YouTube video, <laughs> YouTube SEO. So what you want to do is you want to use the video as a supplement to the written content that you're using, because as Google is scanning your pages, they're going to see, they look for different ways that you're putting content onto a particular page. So if you have written text, if you have video, if you have pictorials and images, you know, all those things for your images, you can put um, alt text in there for your keyword, getting a little technical for video, um, not so much, but a lot of people use YouTube. Um, as part of their video SEO strategy because with YouTube you can put comments you can put long captions and things like that and the same approach that you would use for optimizing um, a lot of the same things that you would use for optimizing on your website you would do the same for YouTube so it's kind of like having a mini blog post within your YouTube caption because Google um, is going to scan that as well. So if someone is Googling something, you know how you have those videos that are showing up at the top. Maybe it's like a how to, a how -to video. That's like rich snippets, what we call rich snippets when you know things are showing up as video, photos, questions, and things like that. So it needs to be a part of your strategy and tandem. You need to use them both together. I'm glad you said that because I was doing that in my YouTube videos and I didn't yes. even know that that was, no, but I didn't know that that was. Yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing. It's like a mini blog post, you know, with, within your, within your YouTube caption because it's, it's written text. That's what people, that's, that's how you're going to be able to be found. So. So let's, let's talk a little bit. Um, you're talking a lot about keywords. Let's kind of move into that um, conversation a little bit deeper um what what can you tell us about um I, I know that there are some ways there's like some websites or some ways for you to go and see like what's the most searched keyword in your category or I don't even remember mm -hmm. what it is Look, you know <laughs> some stuff about SEO yeah I'm telling you it's been so long I just I don't I don't do it I do Yoast though I do do my Yoast but that, yeah. that's part that's part of it so okay so Yoast is not going to do keyword research for you I think unless you have like the premium app and I don't have the premium one so you know and I'm still doing great but um so just to back up keyword research it's the process by which you determine the popularity and the usage of the words and things that people are searching for online so your keyword essentially is the main idea of your web page or your blog post and ultimately what you want to be found for like I said before so for example if you want Think3 Media to show up in search results um, or, you know, if you if you want Think3 Media to show up in search results for like Dallas PR firm, you know, that would be your keyword for a particular phrase or whatever. Um, so small business owners, particularly, you use keyword research to determine the type of content that you should be writing about and the words to optimize throughout your website. Like I said, there's no point in spending time and money optimizing a site for stuff that people aren't searching for. And once you've identified the keywords in your industry, you've determined the search volumes and how difficult it is for a website like yours um, of your caliber to actually rank for those words, then you can develop a smart strategic plan for moving forward. So tools that I use all the time, some are free, um, that anyone can use when you're just getting started. I love Uber Suggest. It's an app that was developed by Neil Patel, who's like, 
the SEO GOAT. Um, everyone loves Neil Patel. Um, I use Ubersuggest and you can do like, you can put your website in there. You can see the keywords that you're ranking for. You can see your backlinks, um, something else I'm going to talk about in a second. And you can see like all different things about your website. And it even gives you suggestions of things that you can do to improve your site. Um, Key Search is another good tool for keyword research. And my favorite is a Google Chrome extension called Keywords Everywhere. So you download the Google Chrome extension and what it does is every time you put something in the Google search results, it'll give you a little side, um, it'll return little sidebar results of other keywords that people are searching for related to that. That way you can use those, con those words multiple times throughout your content. And then there's more advanced tools like Hrefs and SEMrush. So those are kind of the more advanced tools that SEOs and agencies use because um, those are like $100 a month um, and things like that. And it's a, a steeper, it's a more steep learning curve um, for just beginners. But, you know, anyone can pay for those services if you're interested in doing that. But those other tools are very great for anyone that's just starting out and they're trying to get some more, some more insight into the website. And I... I love it again the theme working smarter <laughs> not harder <laughs> so i remember on instagram when people would you know would use other people's hashtags to get found that's how i i'm like hearing this conversation where it's like okay well if someone finds my competitor by such and such keyword i need to start using that too so that i'm raking on the same page so i love all of these resources i've put them in the comments for you guys um and no, we do not have to get very advanced. We are just not <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, I, but I love that you said that because that, that's part of the process I use for my SEO clients. Part of the process is keyword research. Well, I go and I look at your competitor websites. I say, hey, your competitors are ranking for all of these keywords. And this is the amount of monthly search volume that this keyword is getting. And it has this difficulty score. So I think what would be smart for you to do is to target these keywords to start driving more traffic to your website because you have an area of opportunity that you could be seizing because you're not even writing about this type of stuff yet. Um, so, I mean, there are ways that you could probably do that by yourself. Um, if you, you know, spend some time to just go in and put in, you know, all of your competitor websites and look at stuff like that. But sometimes those do um, require more advanced um, SEO tools and things like that. Yeah, sorry, um, you're hearing beeping. People are like, it's okay. Know. Someone said, I have Yoast SEO on my WordPress site. It doesn't work. Or should I say I haven't figured it out? Yeah, so definitely use Yoast. Yoast will give you feedback as you're putting in the keywords as well to tell you like what you're doing wrong. Yeah, it's one of the, I, I love Yoast, like you said, because it's like one of my last minute looks before I actually uh, click publish. So I know if I have that green light, that means that everything is good, but they'll also tell you like, um, you didn't use enough headlines or, mm -hmm. or you're supposed to use the keyword, this percentage throughout, um, the article and you only used it for this. And so then, you know, to go back and add it in a little bit more. So, um, Yoast is kind of like, you know, if you were going bowling and you put the bumpers on the hand, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yoast is like your bumpers when you're going bowling because it kind of guides you along the way. So you have yeah. a WordPress site, definitely go add that plugin. It's, it's amazing. It's and another thing I want to add too, because I do come across people who don't have WordPress, depending on the type of um, entrepreneur you are, 
you know, maybe you don't like WordPress, maybe you use Squarespace or you use Wix and things like that. And Yoast is just um, a WordPress plugin. So the key things I make sure people really understand when it comes to structuring your website to, you know, make it rank better or, you know, try to make it turn up on the first page of Google search results. There are a couple of key things. So one, you definitely want to make sure that your website is mobile friendly. Um, Google made this a ranking factor back in 2018. So if your website is not mobile friendly is actually a ding against you you guys it's 2020 there's no really no excuse why your website shouldn't be mobile friendly um so definitely you definitely want to do that and you also want to make sure your website has great page speed because user experience is key for Google and they use it for how they're ranking websites too no one wants to come to a slow site if you think back to what I said where Google's primary goal is to return their customers with the best information and the best websites, they don't want to refer slow websites. Like how many times have you been on a website and it's loading, um, you know, slowly, and then you're like, I'm just clicking off of it, you know, and that hurts your bounce rate, that hurts your engagement. So all of those little things tie into your ranking. And then if you don't have the Yoast plugin, the key things that you need to make sure for your website, especially as small business owners, your website description. When you go into Google and you, you type your own website, what is showing up for your website meta description? What is showing up for your title? What's on your about page? Really pay attention to those key things because your about page, especially if someone is trying to do business with you, that's like the second thing they're gonna, or the first thing they're gonna click on, on your website. You want your website to really speak to who you are, what you're doing, and things like that, so people can trust you. Don't don't think your website is just something where you can just slap some stuff up there. Like use that as an opportunity to really sell your business and show your authority in your in your niche. Yeah, I, I tend to like to think of it like Google has like this this report card that they're giving all of the websites, and they're checking off all these things, and they're scrubbing your sites, and you know, it, it's like okay, is it doing this? Well, no push it down the ranks because like yeah people to bad sites so long form content we talked about uh keywords and just making sure that it's optimized really really great for both your desktop and for mobile mm -hmm. um, let's talk about um backlinks because yes. this is something from a pr perspective that we it's a strategy that we use for our clients not just for SEO, but just because it helps them for like sales purposes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Their site. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So backlinks, oh my gosh, backlinks and just links in general are so important when it comes to SEO. If you think about it, links are the foundation of Google. It's, it's a tool full of links and websites and refers and links here and links here and links there. So, um, a backlink is when another site is linking to your website. They're linking back to your website. And what happens is each backlink that you have is like a vote in Google's eyes. And it shows Google that you are a trusted authority. Let's say Forbes is linking to you or, you know, um, CNN is linking to you or, you know, your local news station is linking to you. Google is looking at all of these things and saying, okay, this is a trusted website. They're a trusted authority because so many websites are linking to them. So your goal is to look for link building opportunities any way that you can. So as a PR person, I know um, maybe, you know, one tool that they 
they um, recommend us use is HARO, you know, help a reporter out. So you can try to get on the radar of some of these reporters if you have something to contribute to an article, especially as it relates to your business. So you can be seen as someone giving an opinion and hopefully they link back to your website. Um, other ways that you can do different link building is if you have, if, if your business has a lot of great blog content and that's like a core of your business strategy linking out um reaching out and seeing how you can do some guest blogging opportunities some guest posting opportunities maybe seeing if your website um can be um, added to like any type of resource list or anything like that any opportunity that you can do for someone to link back to your site it's great. Um, I won't go into do follow, no follow links because <laughs> that's a little bit too much, but you definitely want to be building those backlinking opportunities. And then on the opposite side of backlinks is think about the link, the linking that you're doing within your own site. So we have um, internal links and external links. So with internal links, you're going to be linking to other content within your own site. And what this does is it further helps people to stay on your website longer. You get more clicks, you get more page views, your bounce rate lowers, and it's showing Google that people are actively engaged on your site. External links is when now you are now linking to another website and you want to be linking to those trusted authorities and those websites that are relevant to your your business because what this then signals to Google is that they are further extending the user experience. If I'm talking about you know, how to do a twist out. I'm just going to keep using natural hair references because that's my blog. If I'm talking about doing a twist out and I'm referring a product, maybe I'm going to link to Sally Beauty because that's furthering the user experience to help them along with what exactly that I'm talking about. So you have internal links, external links, and backlinks. Links need to be a part of your SEO strategy. You, If you look at the at the report of the number of pages that are ranking number one on Google, a lot of them have a lot of backlinks to those pages. That's why you see the most popular and the most authoritative pages always on the first page of Google when you're searching for different things. And I love that uh, you talked about that because definitely on the PR side, if we get mentioned or even if it's with a TV station, I always try to say, hey, do you mind linking back to my client's site when you mention the name? Or mm -hmm. can, you, <laughs> can you link to this or this page or whatever? And now I, I see, I get a lot of requests from people that are like, hey, I see, so I'll take your plumber example. Hey, Leah, I saw that you did the five top like uh, plumbing issues for an apartment post. Well, hey, I'm a plumber out of Dallas and I'm talking a little bit about you know, whatever with the toilet, can you link back to my mm -hmm. website so that people can get further information on that? And if they have a really good site and it's decent, I don't mind doing that because I understand what they're doing as long as it's yeah. not a bad site because I don't want them to bring my ranking down. Definitely. So I'm so glad you mentioned that because I get tons of emails like that every single day. Someone doing outreach because link building is it's a manual outreach you know, type of thing. And you have to do it to build the links. That's really the only way that you do it. But I get so many requests for links, for links, for links. And there's just like some really crappy sites out there where they'll just send you an email based on a keyword that they saw you rank for, but their site has absolutely nothing to do with your site. And those are the type of things that you don't want to link to. If I'm talking about natural hair, but you're reaching out to me as a plumber, this is a great example. I did a blog post about hard water 
for hair and soft water and adding a water filtration system to your home so you don't get the mineral buildup in your hair and all that. And I had a lot of like water filtration type companies and plumbers and stuff reaching out to me. I'm like, I don't want to link to that. <laughs> you know, I just don't. Like I'll link to maybe Amazon where they can buy it, but I'm not linking to your website. I digress. But you want to make sure that the things that you are linking to are relevant, um, authoritative and high authority um, type pages. There was something else I was going to say, but I I kind of drew a blank. Oh, PR and links. So if you are a small business and you have press, a beautiful and a great way to use that press is for it to be on the home page of your website. Your home page has the most link juice. What that means is anything you put on your home page as Google is scanning your website and they're looking at your navigational menu and all the links on there, that holds a lot of weight. So if you have press, you know how you see those sites and it says as featured in, you want to have all those logos on your home page and you want to be linking out to those websites where you have the press at because those are already high authority websites. So that's gonna improve your link juice and your link um, keeping, your, your link opportunities. And it's further gonna show Google that, hey, this is a trusted authority. They've been featured in all these places. They're linking to all these places. That's a great place to portray your press on your homepage. You can have it on a press page too, but if you have it on the homepage, that's great for SEO. And I did that too and I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> this is hilarious okay but yeah I have that I was like oh okay ooh, let me see what I need to go fix but no that's awesome and the internal links thing because I know that a lot of people will have like those one sheeter type websites that you know just scroll um that will come over time for you to be able to kind of make people navigate throughout your site because I think my media site inspiring style probably has like 400 articles so I can always include like maybe five or six internal links to try mm -hmm. to keep people within the site but don't freak out if you don't have that yet just take this as an opportunity to to know that now you need to work up to that because this is another way to have really great um SEO and so um one last thing before we open this um up for questions is I want to talk a little bit about Google Analytics and being very intentional about pulling your reporting and looking mm -hmm. at your analytics. So, great. It's so funny you mentioned that because I'm preparing a um, Instagram post for later today about Google Analytics. So, nice. Yeah. So, so you want me to just go ahead and just yeah. jump right? I thought you had a particular question. Oh, okay. Oh, so, take it away. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So um, I love Google Analytics first. In order to improve your traffic and all that type of stuff, um, you really have to understand like your baseline. And this is the section that I like to call my uh, tell my clients like getting friendly with Google. You can't be afraid of data and analytics. So many people are just afraid to even open Google Analytics because they have no idea, you know, what the crap is on there and what they're saying. So there are three key areas that I always like to tell my clients to pay attention to when understanding Google Analytics. It's your audience, it's the acquisition, and it's the behavior. So your audience, of course, is going to give you um, demographic information, your page views, your total sessions um, over a given frame of time. It's also going to tell you how long people are on your website, the number of pages they've um, visited, 
when they come to your website and the bounce rate and things like that. So I always go to my audience because I want to see how many page views did I get in April? How many did I get in June? I want to see the trend of what that's looking like for my audience. Also want to know are more people interacting with my website on desktop versus mobile? What type of devices are they using? Are they using Chrome? Are they using IE Explorer? And this is important if you think about it too, for maybe you do have a technology company or you're building your website or anything like that. You want to make sure that your website is showing up and is compatible and you're getting, you know, traffic on all of those different platforms um, and those different technology mediums, as well as really looking at your demographics. Maybe you think you know what your demographics are, you think you know who your customers are, but when you really start digging into the audience of your Google Analytics, you're like, okay, I have this many men, this many women, they're coming from the US, they're coming from these countries, they're visiting from these places. So audience is really, really key. I love audience. Um, the second one is acquisition. So the acquisition is going to, this is a section where you can really see like where your traffic is generating from. So is your traffic generating from organic search results? i.e. SEO. Um, is it coming to you by way of social? So social media, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. Is it coming to you just directly? People going to just in the search engine and typing in your website and going to it directly? Or is it coming to you from referral websites? So like third party websites, so what we talked about before, different um, backlinks and stuff like that. So this is important because this, this was the light bulb moment for me, Leah when I was spending so much time on Instagram and I looked at my Google Analytics, I looked at my acquisition and I saw that less than 1% of my blog traffic was coming from Instagram. Oh my God. Less than one, let me say that again for the cheap seats. Less than 1% of my blog traffic was coming from Instagram, getting 30 to 40,000 page views a month. My number one was organic search via SEO and my second highest referrer is Pinterest. Pinterest for blogs is huge. And then after that, it went to, um, then it went to, um, I think it was like direct, then direct is like my third one. And then like referral is like the, the one after that. But that's when I started to shift. I was like, okay, let me focus more on SEO. So for the month of April, I had about 36,000 page views. 60% of that was organic search. Um, another probably like 35% probably 30% was social most of that is Pinterest and then it just kind of like goes down from there so acquisition is key and that's actually a metric that I use for my clients I say okay when we when I first started working with you you had this much um you had this much traffic coming from organic search results now let's look at it a couple of months later you have this much coming from organic search results um and then the last part is the behavior so I use the behavior to see what are the top pages people are visiting on my website. Is it the home page? Is it a particular blog post that people are really drawn to? You know, I like to use behavior to see what is the content that people are gravitating the most to. Um, I see someone asked me about um, conversion rates for um, well, I'll come back to that because I think that was just a question. But um, so those are the top three areas. So you have your audience, your acquisition, and your behavior in Google Analytics. Those are the things that you can really focus on. I love that. So if you don't have Google Analytics on your site, do yourself a favor and get that installed ASAP. And um, I'm not too savvy with Squarespace, so I'm really sorry. But if you have WordPress, 
there are these easy plugins because I know you have to add code into the header or there's a section where you have to add the code in. And if you're not a web developer, um, you either need to find <laughs> the plugin that will insert the code correctly because one wrong insertion can crash your entire site or you need to find a web developer that can go ahead and get that in there um, for you. But like, I, I love everything about this. Like this, this is an, an intentionality thing. Like this is mm -hmm. awareness. Um, yeah. This is just defying all the rumors, right? From yeah. being, oh, I'm gonna be this Instagram blogger. Well, if I'm not making sales from Instagram, <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah no i mean that's just reality and i always like to preface it and say you know this is just my story there are some people who are amazing at selling on instagram they get a lot of traffic from instagram but from what i found even working with clients who have like thousands of you know double and triple the amount of followers that i have when i pull back the onion and look at their google analytics Instagram is still not the number one traffic referrer. It's just not. Like, if you think about Instagram, it's not really built for links, you know? Um, there's a lot of things that people have to do to go to your profile to click on a link. And then if you have like a link in bio and you have a link tree, now you're competing with all these other different links that people need to click on. Um, or unless you have the swipe up feature, if you have over 10,000 followers and like how many people really have that? So prioritize your, your focus if you're trying to get more website traffic and convert clients, especially as business owners, to those platforms that that are um, link link favorable. So that's why Pinterest is so great. Pinterest itself is a search algorithm. You go into Pinterest to search for the things that you want and they provide you links. You click on those links and you read more things. So yeah. Um, and the other really, really quick tip is the Google Search Console. I always like to tell people to make sure that your website is submitted to the Search Console as well. Um, and you want to submit your sitemap to the Search Console. I know I'm getting really technical, but your sitemap is going to allow Google to be able to crawl to your website more intelligently to really know what pages you have to index those pages to know all your images and your tags and your text and, and all of that good stuff and your google search console will actually tell you the keywords that people are searching for that's leading them to your website and showing you how many impressions you're getting for those keywords and the click-through rate for those keywords so those two are like a married couple they go hand in hand it is so much i mean I know. Sorry. It's such a broad topic. No, but this, I think, I love this because it opens the conversation. You gave so many nuggets just away, and we're going to uh, go to a couple of questions. Uh, but before we get to the questions, just in case, you know, anybody has to log off, I want to talk a little bit about, um, you have a free SEO training. Yes. And for anybody that if, if you have to hop off or whatever situation is, this recap will be available. It'll be on YouTube. It'll be on the podcast. So no worries. We dropped a lot, you know, like brain. But um, she has a free SEO training. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? And um, if you want to put the link in the comments so everybody yeah. can sign up for that, that would be awesome. Oh, she already did. What? Yeah, I just dropped the link. So I'm really excited about my free training. I just released it on Friday. I'm really excited about it. So it's all about how I got one particular blog post to page one of Google in 60 days. So in the training, you're going to learn the step-by-step -step process that I use for writing blog posts to make sure that it gets, it gets continuous traffic month after month. Um, in the training, you're going to learn to 
to um, how to determine what your audience is searching for online, which is what I talked about before. You're going to learn what makes a blog post so show up in search results, really digging into those keywords some more, and then ultimately understanding what makes Google happy, you know, and really understanding why Google makes user, user experience their number one priority. Yes, yeah, so sign up, sign up, sign up. Hey, y'all, I'm signed up. there's more that i need to know and so please sign up um you're amazing you're just like a wealth of knowledge thank you and for those of you guys who want to take it a step further and actually sit down and have a day with you vip day let's talk a little bit about that yeah definitely so really excited about that so i have um i have two services essentially i have my blog like a pro vip day which is where i help you really sit down and develop a strategy and teach you um my four-part seo system which i call my seo elevation system and i really go through those key things that you need to increase your visibility and finally start treating your blog like a true business so you're able to get more traffic to your website and either start making passive income or starting converting those clients um, to customers so the vip day it is virtual um if you're in dallas it could be in person but because of the rona it's not, but um, right now it's virtual and um, it, com it, it consists of four parts. So we go through content improvement um, and link building. We go through the keyword research, the data and analysis, and we go through the block structure and the technical improvements. And what's so great about this day is like, I can be here and I can tell you all the strategies, but you really need something that's tailored to your website. You need someone to sit down and say, okay, this page needs to have this keyword. These are the keywords that you need to be blogging for. So that's what the Blog Like a Pro VIP day is. Um, it is a four to six hour day. Now I know for a lot of small business owners, that's a lot of time for them to devote. They don't really have time to do that. You do get a full, um, you get a replay recording of that. But the other thing that I do have for my small business owners is I have done for you SEO services where it's like, hey, I don't have the time to do this. I don't want to learn how to do it. I don't even want to blog. <laughs> like I have clients that are like, I don't want to do none of this. I just want you to do it. So I have done for you services where you can book me on a monthly retainer or from a month to month. And I go through and I optimize your website for all the things that we've been talking about that includes writing blog content for you, that includes doing your keyword research, that includes making sure that all of your pages and your posts are optimized for keywords going forward, writing that long form content that we talked about, um, finding link building opportunities for you. So that's um, more so a service for my small business owners who don't have the time to sit down for a VIP day, but I will definitely, um, I'll go ahead and drop a link to that as well, because on that page, you can schedule a discovery call to me with me, whether you want a VIP day or whether you want me to, um, to do it for you. And I'll just co-sign on everything that you're saying in, in two spectrums. Okay. Um, sometimes with a lot of, uh, small businesses and entrepreneurs that come to me, I give them the skirt because they, <laughs> don't have this done ahead of time and what we don't want to do as a marketing company or um, for PR is get you all this traffic to your site or get all these eyes on you when you go on TV or get on the radio or whatever and you're not set up for the success like we yeah. want to be you know we want you to be tailored for success so SEO is definitely um, something that you have to get used to 
And I, I feel like and I've been preaching this for years that every small business entrepreneur startup has to have a blog. Like you should mm -hmm. be the authority yeah. or the expert in whatever it is that you're selling your service, your product. Yeah. whatever. So I see Olga on here. She has a um, meditation and a, a mental health wellness app. So you oh, perfect. Blog like, content. like right yeah. now talking about, you know, what we can do to stay sane. Yes. Um, so. I, I just had like 10,000 ideas that just came to me like right here. Exactly. Um, then we have Rashida. She just did an amazing financial wellness um, workshop that I took uh, last weekend. So yes, I love Rashida. Yeah. You need to be the expert in that and telling people, you know, how to save and, and how to do all these things. So everybody needs to have a blog, but we don't want you again, work smarter, not harder. We don't want you yeah. writing a blog post and nobody sees it. Yeah. So about that is what well, Olga says. She has a lot of questions. Yes. I'm going to answer Olga, but about that and really think your blog is part of your content marketing strategy. Your blog is going to do that online marketing for you that you don't have to do ad spend for in order to try to get more people, you know, to your website and things like that. Um, I had another comment and I just went blank because I was reading the questions in there. Um, oh, someone asked, when is the free training? So the free training is, um, it's not live. It's pre-recorded, so you can sign up and you can watch it at any time. You would just go to that link I put up earlier, um, bloggerstartupschool.com forward slash free training, and I'll drop the link again. Yeah. So are we taking questions? What are we doing? <laughs> so um, there was a question. I think you answered it uh, several with the... Um, we can't answer all of your questions, Olga, but if you want to, because uh, we are a little pressed for time, but if you did have one, like your most important one that you wanted to ask Charlene, please. Yeah, and I'll drop the link also to my um, discovery call, and that way if people want to get on a call with me and just talk more about their SEO strategy, you can definitely do that as well. You can ask me all the questions. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is just like kind of, it's super important topic, super amazing, and right now I'm kind of like in this bottleneck but kind of we have a lot of content, but we don't really know how to reach this big audience and we've been struggling with strategy. So Leah, thank you so much for <laughs> covering this topic. So like I'm definitely, I already actually signed up for this free training and maybe schedule the call with you or something like I looked at like, your website really quickly and saw that you have a call session or something. So yeah. Yes, and definitely. And I'm just dropping the uh, SEO discovery call link too, um, for if anyone just want to set up a call to chat more with me about their SEO strategy. Yeah. That's perfect. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. And it's so much, you guys, SEO is so robust. Like I could just keep going. I'm sure it's a lot of stuff that I haven't mentioned, <laughs> but I'm trying to cover like the high level things. So you guys have a nice understanding of everything you need to do um you know if if i could just if i would leave you guys with one thing it's really focus on creating content that your audience wants and what they're searching for because i want you guys to work smarter and not harder and really focus on optimizing your website um so that it does show up in search results because no one wants to spend time um you know and money doing things that are not going to drive more traffic to the website that's the whole point and now more than ever hi everybody going virtual you have yes. to, you don't have a choice like you have to work on this to stand above everybody now moving online 
Hello. I'd like to Hi. say something. Um, so I built my, my name is Carol. Um, thank you, Leah, for doing this. Um, this is amazing. You probably can tell by my comments that I've been freaking out over here because this is so on point. <laughs> it's like, I, I mean, today, literally, I was saying I need someone to do my SEO. And then I looked on LinkedIn and there you are saying we're going to have an SEO. So at four <laughs> o'clock when I saw this, I went to Zoom and tried to register to get online, but I was taking the trash out. So that's why I was late. But this, this is, this is phenomenal because everything that you said, now granted you made it sound easy, you are very technical, <laughs> both of you, because I've done everything that you said to do, but I didn't do it right. Okay. I built my website and nobody came and nobody's still there. And so, but I know what you're telling me is correct. I just haven't figured out how. And it's kind of embarrassing because I'm an engineer. And it's more so I just don't have the time because I'm not a website developer. And so for me, the thing that's really appealing is I would like to go through the um, the whole session where you teach me how, like, because I think I could pick it up. You know, that wouldn't be a problem. Mm -hmm. But realistically speaking, timing wise and cost wise, I can't do it right now. But I, I am I'm online now filling out your form to talk to you about the done for you service because there's some targeted pages, because I want to see if, if, if there's a service that you have that will do just targeted pages, because that would be enough to get me started so I could come back to you and say, hey, take it over. Because <laughs> I really okay. want to just drop this off. And I feel like, to me, from hearing you, you, you it doesn't even matter what industry we're in, because I was thinking you were going to be more service industry, like more um, like, beauty shop and things like that but mm -hmm. the tips that you gave would apply to any industry yes and definitely so, so yeah it, this is amazing <laughs> i'm so excited for you and what and just really quick question what type of business do you have so i'm an i'm an electrical engineer by trade and my business is engineering services and management consulting Nice. Um, but kind of what I've been doing, sort of like you all, when you, when you figure out, like, like you might've started doing blogging and then you figured out, Hey, I can help other people. I did the same thing with business development. So like I write proposals for other companies to go after Ooh. federal contracts. Um, I'm, I'm in the process now of going after a, a multi-million dollar contract and I'm waiting to hear about the award, but we go after, um, uh, federal contracts in the government sector. So like, uh, like military, um, I worked at Lockheed and Raytheon and Boeing and places like, well, not Boeing, North, uh, Raytheon, Lockheed and Hamilton Sunstrand. And so that type of engineer building missiles and things like that. And so that's what my service is. And so my people are going to be more techie, but still, I think that all these things would apply. It's just a matter of you know, taking it from, taking the tips and then just applying it to my industry. Yeah, definitely. And the one thing I didn't mention for any business owner that's still listening as well, I forgot to mention um, reviews. Encourage your customers to leave Google reviews, to leave Yelp reviews. Make sure you claim your business on your Google My Business profile um, because reviews help a lot 
um, for your SEO as well. But I'm really excited. I can't wait to talk to you, Carol. Um, and yeah, this is, this is great. I'm so glad it didn't go over people's head and it's relatable and people can understand it because, you know, SEO can get very, very technical. Right, yes. For one last question. Anybody? 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 No one? What? I think someone had a question. Let's see. What? Someone asked about SEO for a mobile app. Um, is, did she get Rupa? Rupa, take yourself off of mute. If she's still there. She is still there. Rupa, let me unmute. Oh. And I, I don't know, I don't know much about um, mobile apps, but I do know that there are such things called progressive webs, web apps, WPAs, um, which are basically web applications, but they appear um, like an app. Um, but I don't know enough information. I, have, I haven't done enough research to really give you a, a great answer for that, but I will put that on my to-do list. And I think Rupa signed up for your free tra training. Oh, great. Okay. Free training. And so, Rupa, I would also just suggest that maybe you set that discovery call and you can tell her a little bit more about um, she developed an app. Okay. And I believe you were one of our uh, pitch competition winners. I think you, oh, I, I forgot what place she came in at, at UTD, but she was one of our pitch competition winners and she has a really great app um and so i know she probably has some questions as to yeah SEO. well for for apps themselves like anything that you're doing to solve a pain point uh -huh. you just want to make sure that your main website for that app is optimized for seo maybe it's not the actual app itself when people download it but everything you're doing on your main website um if you know to get people to know that you have a, a, a answer to their problem do you know anybody or you recommend anybody who does um, the SEO marketing or so? In terms of what do you mean exactly? Like I'm not that all tech savvy and all that, that SEO marketing. Mm -hmm. So I was looking if there's somebody who does that SEO marketing so I can just contract that. Well, you can definitely set a discovery call to see how we can work together depending on the goals and things that you need for your website because SEO, um, it involves a lot of different strategies. So it just depends on, you know, the goals and the things that you're looking for. Okay. Okay. I'm already signed up for your that free training, right? Oh, no, discovery call link. Yeah. yeah, so the free training is just talking more about how I got my particular blog post to page one of Google, but the discovery call, we can chat more about exactly what your goals are and what the needs you're looking for in terms of SEO for your particular business. Okay. Is that like something like you charge or is it, how does that work? Um, the discovery call is complimentary, but then based on whatever you need going forward, what you want to contract for, then we'll talk about the pricing for that. But the oh, call itself okay. is free. Perfect. Yep. Great. Yeah, sure. That's nice. Yeah, so your first step is to set that call so that she actually... You got that. <laughs> you know, I'm all about steps. And uh, so, yeah, so thank you, Rupa, so much. And uh, let me know. Like, I know she'll have you very well taken care of. This was amazing. I'm so glad people have questions. Thank you. Thank and, you. Uh, take the training, take the training, take the training. Set the I call. am. <laughs> 
That's the call, set the call. And if I, I know we packed a lot into this. So if you guys go to YouTube and just search for Leah Frazier, you can subscribe to my channel and the recap will be there or I'll circulate it through the Inspire and Intel podcast and you can just listen there um, because I'm the type of person where I may have to start and stop and take notes because um, I know we went through quite a bit, but it's such just valuable information. I just thank you for making time for us today. You're so welcome. I thank you for reaching out to me. You know, it's funny. I saw you doing the series and I saw Rashida on. Um, and then I was like, oh, I want to be on that show. I need to reach out to her. But I never yeah. did because I got busy with other things. And then you reached out to me. I was like, look at God. Okay, let's do this. Because <laughs> it's so important. And, and one of the things that um, we've talked about so much throughout this whole entire time throughout quarantine and throughout the series is just keeping everything in perspective it's a one day at a time thing it's not gonna turn over overnight so don't get upset and pissed off when you start doing all this work and you start really paying attention to your keywords and your links and all that and you're not you're not seeing what you want to see immediately this is not a microwave strategy this is long term. Yes, it is. And this is the perfect time if your business has some downtime to really focus on your website. Because like I said, if you start these strategies now, you're going to look up by Christmas, by Thanksgiving, six, eight months down the line, you know, by the top of 2020, and you're going to be having that search traffic rolling in. So really take advantage of this time right now. All right. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. And thank all of you guys. Um, yeah, and make sure you sign up for the free training and stay in touch. I have, y'all cannot believe some of the speakers I have. Like, Charlene was great. Everybody was great. Rashida was great. But like, I have some like major people, like even more major coming and I'm so excited. So yeah, so I'll be following along. <laughs> and thank you guys and have a good night. All right. Good night, guys. Bye, guys. I'm going to walk you now. Now, was that not just mind-blowing and overwhelming at the same time and amazing? I can't even tell you how big of a refresher that was for me doing that interview with Charlene. I actually went back to the basics of um, really doing my keyword searches specifically for after we did that interview for newer YouTube videos and things like that, just to get back into that groove because it is so important. So I loved everything Charlene had to say. I hope that you listen to this once again, take even more notes and then again and again and again, share it out. If you learned something, tag us in it. Um, I have in the caption, the um, free SEO workshop that Charlene is offering. And I have also linked her VIP day. Um, but if you're having issues um, accessing any one of those links, just go to bloggerstartupschool.com and you can contact Charlene directly and get started working with her to get your SEO in check. Thank you guys once again for rocking with us. Our next podcast episode is going to be on how you can start your own podcast. And I'm so excited about our next guest. He was able to use his podcast as a part of his business to then leave his full-time job. And now he's a coach and 
um, makes well over six figures speaking. And he's just an incredible uh, human being and has such an inspiring story. So stay tuned. Thank you guys so much and be blessed.